I am Megan Griffin, and I am joined again by Sarah F. Decker. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Enjoying enjoying the weather, but you, no one will know what the weather is. The weather is weathering. <laughs> I think that's an, a reference to Elf. <laughs> There's definitely a movie with that, and now it's going to bother me which movie it was. <laughs> but that's okay, because we are going to talk about Knives Out today, and we are focusing on Minute 12. Uh, Our minute being covered is minute 12 to 12.59. If you have been patiently waiting for me to finish last uh, (laughs) episode sentence, it is your famous. Mm. Uh, This is the second half of the family kind of figuring out who uh, Mr. Blanc is and why he is part of this um, investigation that they thought had been closed. Uh, The final dialogue line starts with Harlan hired her to be. Who knows? Tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have no new actors in this uh, minute, but we do get Jamie Lee Curtis back in her amazing pink suit. Yes. Uh, That woman kind of rock a pantsuit. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis, man, between this movie and I recently restarted Scream Queens, I love, love Jamie Lee Curtis as a sarcastic, bold woman. So yeah, she is. She is so great in this. Yes. Uh, We learn that Mr. Blanc is not part of the police force and Mm -hmm. not officially involved in the case, Um, which is good because according to Linda, uh, her father was an 85-year-old man who committed suicide. What case is there? Uh-huh. We learn that Mr. Blanc was hired at the behest of a client that he cannot say who it is. Um, but he promises to be respectful, quiet, pass- a Sorry. He promises to be a respectful, quiet, passive observer of the truth. Something which will go out the window very quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And our minute ends with another flashback to the party. Uh, so, yeah, most of this here is uh, Daniel Craig and Jamie Lee Curtis chatting it out. I do like the contrast that. So we just had uh, Joni Tony Collette who read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. And then it's a yes. nice contrast that we have Jamie Lee Curtis who's like, yeah, I read your profile. It was very interesting. It is a delight. <laughs> or it was a delight. Either way. Yes. Jamie right. Oh, love her so much. Yes. But yes, she is where Joni is very much the free spirit, very much flowing and just kind of almost giddy about mis- meeting him. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda is very poised, put together, legs crossed, sitting up straight, very rigid, not rigid. Bridget has a bad connotation. She is just she's, put together. She's all business. 
all business. And like they're both technically this... business women, but clearly like Jamie Lee Curtis oh, is yeah. the real businesswoman. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, we we get more of well, we finally get the police's idea or about uh Benoit Blanc's involvement, mm-hmm. which is that he's here's a uh, consultant. He's not officially involved in anything. He's not a part of the police force. Someone hired him to be here. Right. And so then we initially, least, yeah, sorry, go on. I was going to say, uh, we at least assume he was hired. He says at the behest of a client. Um, but yeah, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, and I was just going to say, I mean, that's uh, to some extent the kind of first inkling if you, you know, came into this knowing absolutely nothing, that there's some weird mystery. Like, so why is there this person who's this big deal detective? Somebody hired him. Why did somebody hire him? Agreed. Um, Yeah, it seems very cut and dry. The man was 85 years old and he committed suicide. Right. As far as we know. Um, Why are we all going through this again is... It's basically kind of the thing to take away from here. Um, I did not make note of if we see Michael Shannon again in this minute. I do know we see uh, Don Johnson again because Richard is who we are talking to at the end of the minute. Yes. In the minute, uh, he is asking about Marta. Um, And if she was at the party in a business uh, job fashion rather than rather as and attending as a guest. Right. And uh, we're finally back into a, a, we get the kind of start of a, um, sorry, of a jump between the interview and the party. Um, it's been a little while since we've had jumped back to the party. So. Yes. Um, we do get that. Um, there's just not a ton that goes on really in this minute other than really just explaining who Benoit Blanc is. Yeah. So, yes, which, you know, he had been a mystery thus far to the people in the room and I guess to us, unless you, you know, watch the trailer and do the premise of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Does a little, a little un, un, injustice there, I'm, I'm going to say. <laughs> but uh, still wonderful. And I just was really excited to have a little bit of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And this is definitely, I mean, so I totally want, like, and in, from this minute, I realized, like, I totally wanted, like, the Benoit Blanc series. Yes. Um, and yes. what I kind of want, actually, is I want the Benoit Blanc series where Daniel Craig does a different, totally out there accent in every movie and it's just never remarked upon. I love this. So actually, <laughs> today, we are supposed to, without giving spoilers, talk about sequel ideas and titles. And mm. um, definitely already starting down that. So let's jump right into that. Yeah. I also wanted to bring up that uh, the case that he is in the New Yorker about, again, is the case with the tennis champ. Mm-hmm. So we can use that as a prequel jump off if we wanted right. instead of talking about sequels. But I love this idea of Daniel Craig with a ridiculous accent. And maybe, well, no, I like the name. Let's keep the name. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I would I would keep the name, but that's definitely what I want. I want just a different, totally over the top accent yes. in every movie. I definitely want something like very Quebec. Yeah. To keep in line with the French kind of sounding name. Like I want one episode where, just, where he just does like a Jersey Mafia accent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Daniel Craig, we are giving you so much work here, but we want to hear it. I definitely want something. Um, I, I I think keeping it all American would be fun. Yeah. Uh, American and Canadian, because I definitely want that Quebec where he's kind of going in and out of right. French and 
definitely stressing the O's and sorry. And, uh, <laughs> I've been practicing that. <laughs> I had a, a no audition call for a Canadian instead of an American. And I was oh, like, can I pull off fun. Canadian? And I think it is just different enough that I am not comfortable doing that. <laughs> I mean, I can do accents in other languages. I cannot yes. do accents in English. They all sound atrocious. I feel you. I, there's that no confidence there for that. <laughs> <laughs> so this tennis champ, do you think they were the murderer or the murdery? The murdered. That's the word <laughs> I'm looking for. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say both. And I'm going, I mean, in that mm. I'm going to say that there are two different tennis champs and you find out that one murdered the other interesting and now i'm doing is picturing uh nadal and federer yeah <laughs> of all people but but not modern day they're definitely in like the like 1920s through 50s kind of outfit mm. with like the short white shorts like the very white uppity tennis outfits that they mm-hmm. don't really have nowadays it's like definitely more sports casual right i guess so does that mean but daniel I'm... craig is walking through time uh maybe <laughs> maybe he is an immortal maybe benoit blanc meets doctor who yes i part of me really wants a sequel because i really do like this character and i do think that daniel craig could hold up on his own mm-hmm but I think it would be really hard at first to yeah. watch a sequel of this movie without anybody else, unless it's just everybody playing a different part or something. Right. Like keep mostly the same cast, but just entirely like recast everybody except for Benoit Blanc. Yes. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yes. Yeah. The other I thing def- that I will say like is too bad that it would be lost is that there is a cool meta element to the fact that uh, Harlan Thrombey is a mystery writer Yes. And we haven't talked about that yet. No. Yeah, which cuz it it hasn't explicitly come up in any of the particular minutes, I don't think that Correct. we have talked about, but we do know about it by this point. I'm pretty sure. I yes. hope that wasn't a spoiler. No, it's not cuz uh we definitely hit on it a little bit in the next 2 minutes. Okay. Um but but yeah, no, he he was a mystery um writer and you know what? If I ever become a, f- a famous mystery writer which i do want to write a mystery series i've been working on one for a while i do want to die in such a way that it makes you guys call a famous private eye right to figure out who killed me yeah yeah and when you do i have no idea who want i want to play me in the movie but get someone good (laughs) and you know and there is definitely this kind of indication that basically like people are every now and then like it's this seems more like something he would have written than something that would have happened to him. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. I uh, don't think we really missed anything in this minute, but if mm-hmm. I did miss writing something down that you can remember, please let me know. I think that's everything that I have in my notes. Cool. All right. Uh, so again, our final line of dialogue is high up the is Harlan hired her to be and we'll find out tomorrow who he hired and what he hired her to be thank you thank you again for coming on thank you so Uh, much for hosting me (laughs) where can people find you 
You can find me at my podcast, Media Evil, where I, as a medieval historian, talk about medieval movies and, for the most part, why they are wrong. And you can also find me on Twitter at Sarah If Decker. For Knives Out Minute by Minute, you can find us on Twitter at Knives Out Minute. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to discuss Minute 13. See you tomorrow. 